Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And, of course, they have Junior Bergen T-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. At Blackfoot Communications, we're experts at keeping your business technology up and running. From networks and security to communications and 24-7 support, we evaluate your current state infrastructure and deploy the right technology solution for your future. Whether your company is just starting out or is looking to take the next step, Blackfoot is here to help. Call 866-541-5000 or visit goblackfoot.com slash business to learn more. It's 4 o'clock. Welcome to Tutel and Nuanes, Montana's only statewide sports talk show. Broadcast on 102.9 ESPN Radio for Western Montana and across the state on SWX Television. I like football! Now, sports talk from Montana for Montana. Live from the Kurtz Polaris Studio, here is Ryan Tutel and Coulter Nuanes. Hello, Montana. Haley Hewitt, a new Lady Grizz, to join the show. And Timmy Falls, stepping away from the Men Grizz program. It is Tutelan Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Outstanding to be with you on this very fine Wednesday afternoon. Hope you are doing well. Thanks for letting us ride along with you today. We appreciate it very much. Let's uh, get right into it. What do we got in the show today? Because this is going to be a big show today. We're going to have a big rest of the week here on Two Tell New Ones. It starts here uh, today. First of all, uh, breaking news this afternoon, Timmy Falls, a senior-to-be at the University of Montana, has stepped away from the University of Montana program uh, for personal reasons. We don't know what the nature of all of that is. Uh, he is not transferring. He is not retiring. Uh, there's a chance he can come back, but that is a, a big news. He will not be playing uh, for this basketball team this forthcoming season. So we will get into that in a half an hour from now. Haley Heward, brand new University of Montana Lady Grizz commit uh, from Seattle, going to play her senior year, though, at Valor Christian Academy in Colorado. We will confirm this with her, but I believe this is a result. This is one of the migrating high school athletes who does not have athletics to participate in in the state of Washington, who's now going to you know, Colorado to to finish up her senior year. So we will get into that a little bit. Jake Constantine, former Weaver State quarterback, has transferred to Washington State. Um, it sounds crazy. It is crazy. But also, I think when you dig in, it maybe not as crazy as you think for reasons that we will get into. Top of the hour, our ESPN roundtable. Happy to have the University of Montana men's uh, associate head coach of the men's basketball team, Chris Cobb, joining us. Coach Cobb, uh, always happy to have him on the show. Great to talk to. And we got uh, a lot of ground to cover the makeup of the team, uh, where they're at here this summer, where they're at in terms of of. of you know, playing and getting things rolling actually on the floor. So we got a lot of stuff to talk to with him. And it is Wednesday, 
So we got a wing it Wednesday. We're going to get you some wings to the Desperado Sports Tavern. Brian Cody, 60 years old, the owner of uh, the Desperado, 60th birthday. I don't know if it's today exactly, but uh, shout out, BC, King of Wings, 60, big ones. All right, let's go. Youngest 60-year-old I know. I mean, you kidding me? <laughs> I'm the oldest 39-year-old, you know? Well, that's true. Well, in my physically, so, just not only mentally. Physically, only physically, yeah. Uh, Coulter, uh, let's get into a few things. By the way, if you'd like to listen live, you can do so on the stream through the website, 1029ESPN.com. The stream is available all the time, wherever you are, and it is available thanks to Opportunity Bank. Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. And if you want to pick up your phone and call, you can do that, 361-3688. You can also text this phone line, 361-3688. All guests join us via the Rangus Brothers RV phone line. Uh, Coulter, we got a bunch of stuff to talk to. I'm excited about the show today, but I have a a piece of good news for you before we roll. Okay. The NBA is in fact back tomorrow, my friend. Nice. It is two games tomorrow, including Lakers Clippers on ESPN Radio beginning at 6.30, tip off at 7 tomorrow, Mountain Standard Time. We had this debate because the 31st is Friday. That's the first full day back. They're doing two games. I think Jazz Pels is the other one. Got it. I don't know if Zion's playing in this game. You know, he stepped away. So he came back. He's back in the bubble, but I don't know what the timetable is and all of that. They put this game on this schedule for that day explicitly so that Zion Williamson could play in an, uh, you know, an open window with no competition whatsoever uh, for in terms of viewing competition. So I don't know if he's available to play. But nonetheless, I believe it's Jazzers, Pelicans, uh, Pelicans, and then Clippers, Lakers in the nightcap for the first games back in the NBA inside the bubble. So uh, there you go. Uh, pumped up about that. All right, Coulter, let's get into it. Uh, you broke some news earlier this afternoon that Timmy Falls would be uh, stepping away from the program. Now, again, want to be clear on what we know and what we don't know. What we know is what I just said. And what we don't know is basically everything else that we, we do know that this is uh, this was a personal per, personal choice, uh, personal reasons that uh, are going on. We don't know the nature of those things, and it's not our business, frankly, uh, to know those things. But he has not been removed from the team. He is not retiring necessarily. He's not transferring, and there is a, it's certainly an open door from what we understand that he could return to this team at a later date. But for this time, and, and it seems for this season, Timmy Falls will not be a part of this team. So let's talk about that from what it means on the floor because Timmy Falls, the one of two basically returning upperclassmen with with real minutes under their belt, certainly the most certainly the most minutes on the team in terms of actually playing for this University of Montana Grizzlies basketball team is was in the form of Timmy Falls, and so that is not there. And so outside of Mac Anderson, who comes back for his junior season, there's no there's no upperclassmen on this team that have any time. Now we know about the three outstanding freshmen from last year: Josh Vasquez, Kyle Owens, uh, and. Uh, who am I missing? Derek Carter Hollinger. D C H. And those three guys, ton of minutes. They're coming back, but they're sophomores, which is great. But when you talk about the makeup of this team, the leadership that this team is looking to try and have, they have we've we've talked about they've they've pulled from the four wins to put this team together. Grad transfers, regular transfers, guys on the roster last year who had to sit out a year. Freshmen, redshirt freshmen, they're all there today. They're all there for this team. And if there's a silver lining here, they are immensely deep at the guard spots. They have a lot of guys. I don't know if that necessarily means they're deep yet. I'm not completely bought in yet, and it has nothing to do with anything besides the fact that I think that the most essential part of college basketball is chemistry. And I think that they have a whole bunch of guys that are going to want a whole bunch of things for themselves individually, and it's going to take a concerted effort both collectively and individually for them to come together as a team. I don't think it, it's not some crazy goal to attain. It's what every team that wants to be good has to attain, and if, and Travis DeCure has proven almost every year that he can get his teams to come together and play together. So I, I don't think it's like this crazy out-there goal for them to be able to do it. I still, I still It remains to be seen. Who is willing to do what? Who's willing to accept what role? That said, it's interesting. This whole thing is is interesting because part of the reason that Montana is 
in this uh, situation is the wrong word, but Coach DeKeren and his staff done a great job recruiting in, in every level that you can recruit when you're a mid-major program, whether it's adding drop-down guys from a Power 5 conference or transfer guys that are from similar conferences but that just fit your program really well, like a guy like Cameron Parker. I mean, Sacred Heart's not as good as Montana, but Cameron Parker fits their system pretty darn well. But they've also done a great job recruiting American high school guys and, all, and also they've done a decent job of recruiting international high school guys as well. That said, they have a, a gigantic hole on their roster. With Timmy Falls not being on the team this upcoming season, that class is done. There is no one from the class that Timmy Falls came in with. A lot of the guys departed before. Obviously, Carl Nicholas left with a lot of fanfare and a lot of controversy is not the right word, but people were very disappointed that he left because he was a very, very talented player as a freshman. Right. A couple of the other guys that were in that class were sort of projects. I mean, Admir Basevich comes to mind. I mean, he's a seven-foot guy, but he just – you took a flyer, you wanted him to develop mutual parting of ways. There's, there's no real fault there. Yeah. It, 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 but it, it, the fact of the matter is that they don't have a senior on this team now that has ever played in a Grizz uniform before. Yeah. And it's an interesting gap that they have in their roster. I, I don't think that it's like a doomsday scenario. I think they're actually absolutely fine because they have a ton of guys with a ton of talent that have – some have been in the program, some are just now joining the program – Honestly, from a pure basketball perspective, I thought the biggest issue they were going to have is finding minutes at the guard spots. And they were going to have to have some guys that played a lot last year, not play a lot this year. Or they were going to have to figure out a way to have those guys have an internal competition, may the best man win. Removing a body, no matter if it's Timmy Falls or otherwise, it makes it a little bit easier. The uh, chemistry question that you talked about is certainly the top question, it seems to me. Uh, for this team, and it's one that we are not going to know for quite some time. And frankly, I don't know that you know Coach DeCure and his staff are going to have the answer to that. I mean, when Montana loses to Montana Tech last year, the the eye-opening part of that, the big questioning part of that, was this team looks terrible playing together. And it wasn't necessarily selfishness or whatever, but they were not working as a unit on the floor. Uh, that is, at least in part, a chemistry issue. The thing, though, that I stand by is the depth at guard is not in question. I mean, you talk but about... can they play and can they play together? Well, I, I understand that that's a chemistry question. I, but I know, but... talking about I mean, but what, like, what they have in terms of the players that they have. I, I, the I don't want to be a complete contrarian, but no, I mean... No, you like, should be a contrarian and lose to me again. What, what, what evidence do you have that Nassim Gaskin can play at a college level? His talent is there, but he's never played in co- at a co- collegiate level. I understand that, but no one's played at a collegiate level until they've played at a collegiate level. And if you sure. have the talent to do it, then you can do it. I'm not saying that he's like the guy, but let's start here, okay? okay. Eddie Egan and Freddie Brown Jr., they've been in this program the whole way through. Yep. I know they've played very little in yep. on this team, and I don't know how many minutes are going to be available for them this year, but they're at least not a lot. two guys who are baseline guys. You know where they're at, okay? Yep. You have... Uh, the two transfers, yep. who I think are going to see a ton of minutes, yep. Cam Satterwhite Satterwhite has can played. Satterwhite can play. We know he can play. That's right. Because I mean, he's 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 a he's a good Big Sky Conference player. Cameron Parker is a question mark, but he's a question mark. I mean, all these guys have huge upside, and we talked about you know at length, okay, about the assists and what he is as a pass first guard. Which, if chemistry is the thing you're looking for, having a guy who's oriented that way is tremendously helpful. Josh Vasquez was the one A guard on this team last yep. year you know what you have in him and it's it's solid it it's wasn't solid. outstanding who knows how much of a step he's going to take from his freshman year to his sophomore year but it's there and then you know okay brandon whitney's an incoming freshman he may not play at all we we, we don't know what the story is with him but you're talking about well and and, and and i mean the number one guy that's coming in that i mean I, the dude who i think is the most talented addition on this team that's new to the roster is robbie beasley Robbie Beasley is a six foot three combo guard. He, ironically, out of Dublin High School in Dublin, California, where Timmy Falls is from. There you go. But I mean, it, if you're looking for but, a guy to play right away. You're Ro- Robbie Be- Robbie Beasley is one of the great gets that they've had coming okay. out of, coming out of high school. I mean, they they beat Nevada for him. Nevada was in the right. what elite eight a couple years ago. I mean, Nevada's a, an elite mid major program. So that's eight additional guards, and I realize that. There's qu- big question marks next to some, and maybe not that huge expectations next to, next to others. Mm-hmm. But 
when you take this as a group, yep, you got to believe that you're going to have you're going to find combinations that are going to work and work really well. And I think we're at a high level. What the Nassim Gaskin, right? What mm-hmm. evidence do we have that he can play? What yep. evidence do we have that he can't? Right? No, true. I mean, he's a great. He, he I. I always have to see transfers play in games. For sure. Be, but I mean, be, because, because especially the way Coach DeCure runs his program, he almost always has so many transfers that the practice squad is basically the transfer squad. Mm-hmm. When you're playing on the practice squad, though, against the varsity, quote-unquote, you can just go and get yours a lot. I'm just so interested to see how he acclimates to the, to the team. He, From what I've seen in practice... He will be a absolutely top-level athlete at the Big Sky Conference. He needs a lot of work on his shooting. He's going to deliver probably two highlights a game that he and only he will make, and it will be the talking points coming out of that game for anybody who is in attendance of that game. Yep. But that does not mean that he will be a difference maker as such when it comes to basketball. So I totally understand that. And, I, and he also, more than any other coach in the entire league, one of the other most coaches on the entire West Coast, you better get your butt down and play defense. This is why I wanted to talk about next. Because it doesn't matter if you can highlight real dunk on people. If you can't play defense, Travis Dekir will not play you. Gus, the first meal I had outside my own home following the quarantine was at your house. Brought over a bunch of meat. I brought over my Alpine Touch, but I didn't bring it home. I forgot it at your place. Our first meal was made better, as every meal is made better, by Alpine Touch on basically everything. I put Alpine Touch hickory smoke on my cereal in the morning. <laughs> it's it's reached that level of usage. And the fact that you left it, I knew that you left it at my house. You brought it over, left it at my house. And like a real jerk, I said nothing to you because I was like, well, that's mine, dude. That's it. You came to my house. You left it in my house. And I'm eating all of it. We've gotten so far into this Alpine Touch obsession, I think, that I just think we might be able to host a podcast about all the things that you can make with Alpine Touch. It would be short. Everything. (laughs) They have a bunch of different varieties of spices, as we know. Uh, They are local from the state of Montana. Shoto, shout out, original Alpine Touch. And it's great when it's not just local, when it's not just supporting the state of Montana, but when it's also actually the best thing that you can get. I mean, when it comes to spices, uh, it's second to none. So, boys and girls, use your Alpine Touch. Colter, tell them where they can get it. AlpineTouch.com, no matter where you're at in the entire world listening to this, if you are in the United States of America and you make an order of over $50, which, you know, if you get yourself the Grand Slam and maybe some barbecue sauce, some sunflower seeds, you're there. Free shipping anywhere in the United States of America right now. Uh, so go to AlpineTouch.com. They're rolling out all their summer Big Mountain flavor packages. The sunflower shoots are really, really good as well. Alpine Touch has got you covered. Alpine Touch, Montana's special spice. To tell new one is 1029 ESPN Radio. For all the things that Timmy Falls was, you know, and it is as a passer, as, mm-hmm. you know, a guy who, when he gets rolling, is is a game changer. I mean, he he Timmy Falls has been a game changer in both directions at times uh for this basketball team. But when it's when it's the right thing and he's and he's and he's feeling it, he's he's pretty unstoppable. But night in and night out, consistently one of the better on ball defenders that it, you're t- just talking about man to man in the big sky conference. Now Anybody on an island is going to struggle defensively to just stop anybody who's a really talented offensive player. I understand that. But he's got quickness. He's got, uh, uh, you know, lateral movement and, you know, a certain level of tenacity or, or energy on the defensive end that I, I, I'm not saying that doesn't exist in anybody else here. I just don't know. And and it's hard to find that. And he, he had that for... Um, good stretches, long stretches at times during you know during the last couple of seasons. His willingness to defend on the perimeter was his best asset. The fluctuation of that willingness was probably the biggest uh, knock you'd have you could have on him, besides the emotional volatility that he played with. It is tough in this league, especially with the way the Montana schemes up their defense. I mean, there was a, there was a stretch there where Timmy Falls was the dude guarding some of the most prolific scorers in the history of the league. Mm-hmm. And when you look at the box score, you'd say he's getting lit up. I mean, he gave up 39 points to Holland Woods, gave up 37 points to Harold Frey. Jarek Harding went nuts one time. But also, he's the one that's 
in the line of fire, and they were taking away a lot of the other guys too. I mean, that was kind of the game plan in the meat of the conference schedule was we'll let Harold Fay score 37 because we're going to let everybody else score 20. He was on an island, and the, that's what I'm saying is the willingness to do it, that's what they're going to have to find from some of these other guys is the willingness to do it. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll see what they're able to find. What what does Montana lose? What's, what's the biggest loss in this for from, from Timmy Falls' departure for at least this year and who knows beyond that? Well, I'm going to stay on the table for Timmy Falls for a minute. Timmy Falls is definitely a very volatile player. You're going to get some some maybe questionable turnovers sometimes. Sometimes he's going to be John at the ref, is letting, letting his emotions get to him. Um, sometimes, you know, he'll get in his own head. But when he's hot, when he's rolling, he's the best spark plug in the entire Big Sky Conference. Mm-hmm. Point blank period. They have had guys that are incredible players over the last several years. But Timmy Falls is the one that gets them rolling. Even Michael Ogine. Sometimes it was Timmy Falls deflection, a Timmy Falls behind the back pass that would get him rolling. Who set Dahlberg Arena on fire more than Timmy Falls when he got it going? Mm-hmm. I mean, after breaking the story, I can't tell you how many texts I've got. Why is Timmy leaving? I love Timmy. Timmy's my yeah. favorite player. Well, like he's a, he's a crowd. If, if you're if you're a he's Chris a fan, fan you love him, and if you're not, you hate him. That's that's no that's question. Timmy I mean, Falls. I wrote that in the story. I mean, the yeah. story that I wrote basically like, there was a whole paragraph about the the intangible element of Timmy Falls, and so. What I, I think that coaching a player like him is mm-hmm. is a challenge. No doubt. Certainly, I think that Travis DeCure, particularly, he loves metronome type guys that are just steady. Ahmad Rory is like Travis DeCure's dream player. Just mm-hmm. you know exactly what you're getting. Steely, composed, confident at all times. Never John. You know, never up and down. Always just right down the middle. That said, I think they're going to miss him more than they think they will. And I'm not putting words in anybody's mouth. All I'm saying is that I think Timmy Falls was, I think that the uh, the the good far outweighed the bad more often than not. I do think there was times when he faded, but also there was so many other times when he stepped up to the plate and I thought did uh, an awesome job of igniting everything about the program. So I think just the intangible element, the energy he brings, you know, the the spark, the swagger, they're going to miss that element for sure. When you look at who they've got, mm-hmm. you and I will both assume that Cam Satterwhite is going to be a starting guard on this team yep. as a grad transfer. Yep. When you look at a Cam Parker, a Josh Vasquez, a Nassim Gaskin, or or somebody else, who do you what 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 do you look out and see? Because this is a team that wants is going to play three guards at a time. One way or another, you know. Uh, yeah, I mean, they could not. play three guards at a time, but they also could go big because, as we saw last year, they actually had more success going big. Well, they're going to have they, Michael Stedman's going to be a thirty-nine minute a game guy, from what we understand, right? I yeah, mean, yeah. he's going to be out there. They're just going to roll with the big fella. I think it's. So Ste- I think it's some, Stedman. Some stretch, stretch fours with Kyle Owens. And, I, I, I think. I think it's Stedman that you build it around, and everybody else. I mean, I don't know. I I, I know Cam Satterwhite's a grad transfer, but I don't actually think it's a guarantee that he's. Penciled into the starting lineup. I think that they're. I think they're going to see who performs the best, and then decide what style that they're going to play. I don't want to know what you think that that the coaching staff is going to do. Yeah. I want to. I want to hear what you think is going to happen. Like if you were projecting this right here and right now, what do you think? From what I've seen, and I have not. I've only evaluated a lot of these guys just straight up on video. I, I've not seen Cam Parker in person. I've not seen. Robbie Beasley in person. I've not seen Brandon Whitney in person. Right. From what I've seen in person, I think that they're going to have to have a couple guys that take a step down in their contribution this year, and those guys are going to have to buy into that while still pushing and competing to do it. If it was a couple of the guys who played elevated and maybe a little bit too elevated of minutes last year, a couple of those freshmen, wouldn't surprise me at all. But just based on what I've seen on video, plus what I've seen at practice, my starting fives, Cam Parker at point guard, Nassim Gaskin at the two, Derek Derek Carter-Hollinger at the three, and Michael Stebbin at the five. And then I think that you you decide that fifth spot by maybe – 
Maybe it's actually Kyle Owens at the three and Derek Carter-Hollinger at the four. Maybe it's Mac Anderson at the four and Derek Carter-Hollinger at the three. Um, who am I missing? I feel like I'm missing somebody. Cam or, or, Satterwhite. Or, oh, oh, right. And then, or then maybe you start Cam Satterwhite at the three and play Derek Carter-Hollinger at the four. Right. So we'll, we'll see. I mean, I, to me... How big is Satterwhite? He's about 6'5". So he's, he's I mean, he's got length. Listen, 6'4", 175. Okay. So he's got a little length. Um... I think they're going to be able to toy with a lot of lineups. I just think that there's going to have to be really, really, really strong role definition on this team, mm-hmm. depending on matchups. If you're playing against, um, if you're playing against a Portland State, I think that Josh Vasquez, Cam Satterwhite, and Cam Parker all better be ready to roll. Mm-hmm. If you're playing against Southern Utah, though, Mac Anderson, DCH, and Michael Steadman. Better be ready to play elevated minutes. I, I think that if they buy into that, though, then your premise that they have great depth is is accurate. I just want to see it cultivated. Two years ago and before, you know that 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 great team. Mm-hmm. There was no, there was no matchup messing around. There, no. you had your starting five. That's who you're rolling. Well, right, because they had three guys that are better than everybody else in the right, league. Right, right. So you, I mean, but but I'm just saying, like. These are our starting five. We got two or three rotational guys. This is what our basketball team is. Sure. Come beat us. You can't do it. Sure. Okay. Last year, we talked extensively about how Mac Anderson might play five minutes in game A and 32 minutes in game B. Yep. You know, and, and that was true of Timmy Falls. It was true of some of the freshmen throughout the, the, the course of the season. They had huge fluctuations in minutes, and it was sort of, if I may say, Belichickian in terms of it was a game-in, game-out uh, uh, sort of adjustment based on the opponent and, and presumably based on the way guys were playing, how they, they felt like you know guys were going, who was ready to go, and that kind of thing. Do you expect more of that this season where – if you can get the buy and say, hey, look, I know that you played almost not at all in this game. Just wait till next week because you're going to be in the starting rotation or something like that. Do you expect more of that? Or do you think that something like a relatively stable, solidified starting unit is going to sort of come out of this? I think that this program right now is so fascinating to analyze because Fair or not, what's gone on the last five months has thrown a wrench into everything. And I think that as you've been saying so consistently and so constantly, nothing right now is normal. There's decisions that are going to be made across the board in every level of college athletics that are going to come with a caveat or going to be understood that they are a one-time deal. Like Notre Dame joining the ACC in football today. I think that there's a great number of coaches in the big sky and otherwise that are going to give a lot of leeway based on what's been going on for individuals within their programs. I think the guy that's the last on the list and giving anybody in his program any leeway is Travis Dekir. And do you think that's a good I, or bad thing? I think that that, I mean, I think it's exactly who he is. I think it's why he's one of the elite mid-major coaches in the United States of America. He has, like he always tells us, I got expectations. I do not have rules. This is where you will be. Yeah. We have no idea what every single one of these guys has been doing the last five months. The dudes who show up ready to roll are going to have a definitive advantage, and Coach DeCure is going to absolutely remember and know exactly who's been working on their game. And so that's why it's such a mystery. That's why it's fascinating to me to think about because Josh Vasquez or Kyle Owens or Derek Carter-Hollinger, they all come back better than they've ever been. They could make that proverbial jump to the next step as sophomores or not. (laughs) We have no idea. You know, Mac Anderson could come back 25 pounds heavier or not. We have no clue, and I think that's what's the deal, but I think that – there ain't no leeway that's going to be given in this program. I think the dudes who are ready are going to have a step up, and I think they're going to be internal competition throughout. But I also think that Coach Takir, he likes to get his rotation, even though there was a little bit more of a fluctuation last year, he likes to get it to eight. How do the guys that aren't in that eight react? That's going to be the key to their entire season, I think. It's Tutel Nuanas, 10290 ESPN Radio. We will talk more Grizz men's basketball at the top of the hour. Uh, with Chris Cobb, our ESPN roundtable guest this week, the associate head coach of the Montana Grizzly men's basketball team. Uh, so we will get uh, into some of this stuff with him and maybe instead of speculate, have some answers to some of this stuff. But next, very happy to welcome Haley Heward to the show. Haley Heward uh, committed about two weeks ago now to the University of Montana Lady Grizz program. She's going into her senior season uh, and uh, an outstanding product out of Washington State. So we will talk with her right after this. Hey, boys and girls.
Summertime, can you tell? It's supposed to be a hundy tomorrow. Well, get outside, maybe to a higher elevation, a little cooler, maybe on the lake where it's cooler. Go to Kurtz Polaris to start your adventure. Kurtz Polaris, two locations, 2904 West Broadway in Missoula, Highway 83 in Sealy. The weather, it is warming up, and it is time to get your dirt biking and off-roading, your on-laking, all your all those activities to a maximum using Kurtz Polaris. Beta and Husqvarna dirt bikes, tops in the industry, brand new for the season at Kurtz. They also have great Polaris side-by-sides, including the hardworking Ranger and Fun Fast Razor. Maybe a little leisure time on the water is what you're after. Nobody can accuse me of working all that hard. Give me that Crest Pontoon boat. Bring that over here and let me just take a nap floating around on the lake. I'm into that. Anchor down? Absolutely. Crest Pontoon boats? There at Kurtz Polaris, too. Summer the way you always envisioned with Kurtz Polaris online at KurtzPolaris.com. At Blackfoot Communications, we're experts at keeping your business technology up and running. From networks and security to communications and 24-7 support, we evaluate your current state infrastructure and deploy the right technology solution for your future. Whether your company is just starting out or is looking to take the next step, Blackfoot is here to help. Call 866-541-5000 or visit goblackfoot.com slash business to learn more. New moon, it is a rising. How about that? Two Tell New One is 1029 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Outstanding to be with you on this very fine Wednesday afternoon at Gus Tutel at 1029 ESPN and at Skyline Sports MT on Twitter. We are efforting Haley Heward, so we will work on uh, tracking her down the new Montana Lady Grizz basketball commit uh, to uh, come in here and talk to us about that uh, That decision and how she's going to make it and what senior season is going to look like going for it sounds like from washington to colorado to be able to play as uh, high school sports not happening uh this season or at least this fall in uh, the state of washington well, let's talk about that just for a second yeah. because we have been so consumed by college news yes as the dominoes continue to fall and by the way in more fcs news the northeast the northeast conference the nec canceled fall sports today. So that's the sixth FCS conference for those keeping track, including one that has an automatic bid to the FCS playoffs. But back yep. to the high school thing, the uh, has California made a decision? I do not know whether I they I believe have California not. has canceled. I know for a fact, though, Washington has canceled. Okay, yes, Washington's out. So we've already seen it with um, the Serban kid transferring over to Missoula Sentinel from Wenatchee, Washington. I fully expect now that this decision has been made official as of Monday that we could see a barrage of high school athletes from Washington mm-hmm. transfer into the state of Montana. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I play sports. It'd be interesting to see, you know, a lot of this, depending on the kid, is about school and program, uh, you know, where, where yeah, uh, you know, if, if, and next level viability as well. I right. Mean, you're probably not going to just transfer here. If you have no chance to play in college. But, uh, you know, uh, a kid like Haley Heward, for instance, she's got certainly connections in the sports world, and Valor Christian Academy in, in Colorado is something that is viable for her, you know, and that she's even aware of, uh, I'm sure, through some of those connections, as opposed to, you know, other kids who, who, who maybe don't have those same sorts of connections. That said, a lot of it is just going to be geographic, right? I mean, how, how many kids in Spokane might all of a sudden try and get into you know, Lakes Lake School and Coeur d'Alene or whatever it is, uh, and perhaps further. You know, maybe sure. maybe they yeah. Missoula's the first city headed headed east right. when you're leaving. Right. You know, Spokane, Washington. Totally. I, I don't know. I don't know necessarily. I mean, proximity is certainly a huge factor and perhaps the number one factor. But I also think there's other factors that go into it too. Where do you have family? I mean, 
There's uh, the people that live in the Northwest seem to have family all over the Northwest. So maybe I right. have family up in the Flathead, or maybe I have family out in Billings, or wherever it might be. But I, I do think that that could become a trend. Do you think there's? Do you think that there's going to be what? I mean, first of all, how many kids right now? The Washington news became official. I want to say a week ago, maybe maybe a week and a half ago. Is it even possible? Like, does the MHSA? even prepared to allow students who would be coming right now for that purpose, you know, under the be, that, that actually is an interest to the teams for fall for fall football. There uh that's an interesting question because I do imagine that in this situation there would be a waiver because usually the way that it works with transfers, because most of the the counties and and cities in Montana don't have open enrollment. Yeah. If there is a transfer that's a legitimate one uh, I can't remember what the the timeline is, but I do know even with open enrollment, I believe you have to be at the school for 90 days to be eligible for sports. That said, though, you also have to have like X number of practices done. Sure, to right, play right, and, right, right, right. Yeah. But high school sports aren't slated to start. Like camps and stuff aren't slated to start till mid August. So there is a couple weeks for kids to get here. So the practices Arrive. could the practice thing. I don't think the practice count would be a concern. It's more, are you eligible? right away. But even if you're not eligible right away, say you're not eligible for the first month, you still you're going to get a chance to play for longer than not at all. I mean any amount would be more than not at all. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's 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 a very odd thing. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of to be college athletes in the state of Washington even in, you know, in 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 eastern Washington say that are are sitting here going, man, if I don't play a senior season, what does that do to, you know, if there's, if there's, you know, 15, 20 states that don't play and 30 or 35 states that do play, how big an advantage is that to the kids that are in those states that do play, uh, especially kids that at this moment maybe don't have offers, haven't gotten the looks, maybe this was the opportunity that they were going to have to take over the reins as a quarterback or what, I mean, I don't know, there's a lot of different scenarios and, um, Man, it's and and also who's got the means to do it? I mean, not everybody can just pick up and move because their their kid wants to play a sport. That's know? true. That's true. That, so, that's a good point. Um, you know, you gotta everybody do open housing like hockey, right? You just try to find some some uh, what are they billet families? Billet families, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Um, Coulter, this news came out the other day, and when it first came out, you go, <laughs> okay, really. And then when we talked about it a little more, it started to make more sense. Jake Constantine transferred away from Weber State, left the program. Is it a grad transfer? Grad transfer? Or not? Uh, he, he's a graduate transfer. Yes, so, he is. Uh, had originally headed for Townsend. 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 Yeah. Yep. In the uh, in the Colonial Athletic yep. Association. And then uh, and actually, for those that don't know about Townsend, Townsend's in in Maryland, right outside Washington D.C. But Townsend has been really good. Yes, they over have. the years and. Honestly, they would have been a top 10 team coming into this year if this year would have happened. But then they canceled. Townsend said we're not doing it. So yeah. Constantine was then again a free agent. And so now he is transferring to Washington State. And you go, well, let me see here. You were like a, a, a middle-of-the-road at best Big Sky Conference quarterback who ultimately probably had a mutual parting of ways at Weber State. And now you're going to go to the Pac-12 for your senior year. And so, look, I get that. And that's fine. That's a fair thing to think and, and true. But also... He didn't transfer to Washington State. He transferred to an, another FCS school where he's hoping to have a look. And then that school's not playing football, so he's doing the very thing that we just talked about, just at the college level. He's yep. going, well, you know, if they'll take me, if they'll take me at, at, at you know, Wazoo, then that's what I'll go ahead and do. I'll get I'll go over there and, you know, roll the dice and see what happens. Um, what we think is gonna happen is is nothing, is what Gage Gubrud went through, who by the way was uh, a much higher caliber of quarterback <laughs> than I mean, Gage Gruber won. Gage Gruber won the Peyton. Yeah, that's Jake, a good. That's, Jake, gone, that's, that's good Jake, work there. Jake Constantine never even received a vote for all conference. I mean, who knew that Gardner Minshew was going to be all mustached out and doing his thing? Uh, Goober was there with the Gordon kid, oh, Austin mean, Gordon. Yeah, I was trying to help him out a little bit. Yeah, you know, trying to help him out. Uh, but anyway. He's going to uh, Washington State, but also there's a bunch that you know. This 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 carousel is revolving door of quarterback transfers and so on. It just continues to spin, right, man? Yeah, and I, I just wonder. 
Vernon Adams yep. set the pace. But Vernon Adams is a freaking pro, man. I mean, Vernon Adams is a starting quarterback in the CFL. This is right. a different... Different. I mean, when you watch Vernon Adams, it's a lot different thing than watching Gage Gubert, which is a lot different thing than watching Jake Constantine. I, I just think that uh, I think that there's been a lot of guys that have rolled the dice and done this, and I guess it's all depending on what you want to get out of it. I think guys that get stuck in the middle are the ones that ha- make the worst decisions. I don't expect Jake Constantine to compete for the job at Washington State whatsoever. Austin Gordon returns as a starting quarterback. I know they have a new coaching staff. I know Nick Rolovich um, is going to have a completely different attitude and vibe there at Washington State, uh, replacing Mike Leach. A little out of the box, but nobody's Mike Leach. That's true. (laughs) I told my brother this today. Nick Rolovich is what Mike Leach wishes he was. Mike Leach is the guy who sits up there and acts like this mad scientist so he can make a bunch of fat 45-year-old sports writers laugh. But Nick Rolovich is actually a funny dude. He's actually cool. He actually can garner respect your, from his your team. Your leech hate is just so unfounded, man. It's, it's not unfounded. Your guys' leech love is the thing that's crazy to me. There's no way that you would like playing for that guy. No one does. Right, but I'm not. I know, but like that's the whole point. <laughs> no, we're, 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 we're all about mentoring young men and trying to cultivate good people. No one's going to the league. All I'm saying is that I don't think Constantine's going to have much of a shot whatsoever at Washington State. But but if he just goes and competes, and if he doesn't get the job, he doesn't care because he's in the Pac-12, and he's going to be able to play football, and he's going to be on a team his senior year, maybe he makes a travel roster, and he gets to go to the Rose Bowl. You know, if that's right. what you're in it for, all good. Tyler Brugman, who went to every college in the, in the entire United States of America before he transferred to Montana State. Yeah, I mean, he was at Washington State, Louisville, Scottsdale Community College, comes to Montana State, gets beat out by Chris Murray. Bam. He said, okay. I'm, he was very clear about it. He said, I'm trying to turn to Texas A&M. I, I'm going to compete for the job. If I don't get it, guess what? I get a suit up at College Station every week. That's cool. It's the dudes who leave a program like Eastern Washington. Gage Gubrud broke his foot at Montana State during his what well, should have been his senior year. He graduates, and then graduate transfers to Washington State under the full premise to win the job. Yeah, I thought he had a legitimate shot to win the job. He did. He barely, barely misses out winning it. Gordon was pretty darn good, even though Wazoo was kind of up and down. Goober never plays. It's over. That's it. Zion's still delivered. I just worry about guys like Kevin Thompson, too, because, I mean, it, to me, like the Dakota Prukop situation was the worst case scenario. Almost as bad as Gage Goober. But either way, you leave a place where you're going to be a star. You're going to get way more exposure because you're going to light it up like Prukop would have at Montana State or like Goober would have at Eastern Washington. But Prukop, he's uh, he's playing for a coach who's coaching for his job. They yeah. scapegoat Prukop. They start Justin Herbert. Oh, by the way, Justin Herbert goes on to become the number five pick in the NFL draft. And Prukop just washes away. Pru- credit to Prukop because he resurrected his career. Now he's playing pro football still. He's in the CFL. But those two scenarios, that's the worst case scenario. And that's what I hope does. Jake Constantine, whatever happens, happens. Good for him. He got an article in the Spokesman Review. He's getting some pub right you now. You can do worse than being on a team on a football team in Pullman, Washington. No question. You know what I'm saying? Like no, no you, question. You could have a very nice graduate senior each year. No, no, no question. I just feel bad. But I just I just hope that Kevin Thompson is not the next Gage Gubrud or Dakota Brookhead. I, I totally agree. Because I just think it's stupid. It robs not only from the kid, but it robs from this college football in general. I mean, how much more fun would the big sky be if Kevin Thompson, the reigning offensive player of the year, was still at Sac State? It's Tutel Nuanas, 102.9 ESPN Radio. Uh, by the way, this coming in on the text line, this is from a, uh, a f- former Montana school administrator. If a parent moves with the child, this is the claim, if a parent moves with the child, there is no 90-day wait mm, for transfers. Okay. But if the kid moves without the, the accompanying parents and goes to stay with somebody or something like that, then you do have a 90-day waiting period. So that is the information that we have gotten, and it is rock solid because it came through on the text line. Stutel Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio. We'll continue to uh, effort Haley Hewitt and see if we can get her in here. But next, boys and girls, it's your turn. It is a Wing It Wednesday. 361-3688, 361-3688. Give us a call right now. Coulter has some trivia questions for you. What are the what are you what are your topics? Do you have a topic today or is it sacks? Sacks. Sacks. Barry sacks. Sacks. NFL sack records. Okay. I got I got two NFL and one college football 
question related to single-season sack records. Okay, give us a call right now, 361-3688. We'll get you wings to the Desperado Sports Tavern, the best wings in the city of Missoula, maybe even a shirt, 361-3688. Give us a call right now. Coulter, during this time where we got to be a little bit socially distanced, it's nice to know we can get out on the links and play a little bit of golf. And nobody better than Western Birch to get your round started right. That's right. Golf's been definitely one of my favorite pastimes during quarantine times. And it's recently landed my new Western Birch customized golf tees. Go check out Western Birch golf tees at westernbirch.com. These classy golf tees are made of 100% white birch hardwood and printed with high quality color right here in the United States. A company founded right here in Montana. These durable wood golf tees, perfect way for you to market your business. Just think, anytime you break a tee, your brand is sitting on the tee box forever. You can hand them out to your clients, your buddies, your golf partners, whoever. Great way to earn top of mind awareness while also playing a sport we all love. Again, you can check out all the cool designs online at westernbirch.com. Add your logo on a thousand of any of their tees for $150 delivered to your door. Give them to clients, friends, watch them get impressed by the quality of the look of a simple golf tee and by your creativity. Give Western Birch the opportunity to show you what they're talking about. Email and ask for Chad at info at westernbirch.com, info at westernbirch.com, or follow on Instagram and Facebook, westernbirch.com. You want to do uh, a wing it Wednesday? Win yourself some wings to the Desperado Sports Tavern. Give us a call. 361-3688. We got a couple trivia questions here for you. Don't worry. They're not that that hard. Okay? 361-3688. We can just set up with wings to the Desperado Sports Tavern. The best wings in the city of Missoula. Voted on by you. The general public of uh, the United States who goes and samples these things. Okay, you would know you are good wing critiquers out there in the world. Three six one three six eight eight to get some from us right now. Uh, if you would like to uh, go ahead and check us out on YouTube, you can do that. What's up to all our YouTube viewers? Appreciate you. In, uh, Texas headed through Oklahoma right now, among others. Uh, you, yeah, it's, it's right. You're out there <laughs> driving around. Uh, check us out. <laughs> to tell Nuwana is on the YouTube. You can also uh, track us down on Twitter at Gus Tutel, L1029, ESPN, Escalon Sports MT. What's so funny? Um, just the reference to who you know is on the YouTube channel and just what uh, he or she might be doing at this moment. You know, there, there there's a lot of people that say they're the most interesting men in the world, but there's one that might actually be. Yeah. Living in his car. Lives around, in a car, lives on a ship, lives below the ocean. He's not SpongeBob SquarePants. <laughs> <laughs> no, he isn't. Uh, Coulter, news breaking out of uh, Kansas City Chiefs camp. Damian Williams opting out mm. of this season. He was set to be likely the the backup, the change of pace. Maybe he's a starter. I don't know. Uh, probably split time with the kid they drafted at Clyde LSU. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire right? yeah. out of uh, LSU. But he is now out. And we didn't talk about this yesterday, but Patrick Chung, Dante Hightower, two of six New England Patriots going, thanks, Bill, but we're good here for this year. Are they doing that or are they saying, aye, aye, Bill, we will not play this season so that we can tank for the number one pick next year? See, I knew, I knew that any time you can spin a conspiracy theory that you're going to This isn't my conspiracy theory. This is all of the Boston media's conspiracy theory. They, they're they all on board on this. Of course they are. You know why? Because they're well. insane people. That's why. Because <laughs> the Boston no media that. is absolutely bonkers no outside their minds. That. Okay? So, no. No, I don't think that this is I.I. Captain. Like, if, if you want to tank, maybe don't go get Cam Newton to play quarterback for you. You know, I mean, that's that's that's. But not maybe the they're parlaying it so that if enough guys don't play, then they can have Cam Newton sit out. What? Yeah, maybe he's not healthy yet. 
Why would no one else sign him? And there's got to be some some underlying issue that he's experiencing. What would that have to do with anybody else sitting out? So they can all have the common goal of getting the number oh one pick. Oh my gosh, you are just incorrigible here. <laughs> Here's the thing. You want to know something? Now, who's the best team that isn't the Patriots, okay, in the AFC East? Probably the Bills, right? Not, not probably. How could you possibly think that the Dolphins or the Jets are as good as the Bills? The Bills are nasty on defense. I would. Here's what I'll say. It's much clearer to me who the worst team in the division is than who the best team in the division is. The Jets are awful and getting worse by the second, and they're going to stink. Yeah, they're going to stink. Well, yeah, I mean, but do you see the guy who's the coach? Look, man, I, I, I get it. But <laughs> so throw the Jets out. I, I'm. You know I hate the Dolphins. For literally no reason. No, no, for lots of reasons. Why? First of all, because they look exactly like you with this shirt on. Okay. The orange and aqua, get it You're out You're wearing here. orange. That's yeah, different. <laughs> There's so many justifiable reasons to hate almost every single team in the NFL. The Dolphins have almost none. Oh, yeah, they do. Well, what's They're, wrong with the they, Dolphins? They got no fans. They're over there. They just want to have a <laughs> beach party. They're not tough. They're just boring to watch. They're just terrible. <laughs> all that to say, coming from me... I'm changing my tune. This Dolphins team has had as good an offseason as anybody in the league, maybe the best. They get Tua, granted it's, you know, quote-unquote damaged goods Tua, however, well, you know, whatever. But they have they have some dudes. They and absolutely do. Uh, I really like Brian Flores. I mean, you lose your first two games as an NFL head coach by a combined score of a million to nothing. And then... Find a way to, 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 to not lose your football team, come all the way back, and win several games down the stretch. They still have Fitz Magic there to, you know, sit there and, you know, do a little veterancy kind of thing. I, I think that they're a very, I think they're a, I think they're the team that maybe could be, what do you, most improved. Like if there's a most improved award for a team, it might be the Dolphins going, you know, when we look back on, on this season that, that takes the biggest leap. That said, I agree. The Bills are better than the Dolphins are. And and the Patriots are a real wild card right now, right? I mean, they're a real wild card. And at some point, you do need the horses. Like, let's not forget that Bill Belichick, not just Tom Brady, lost embarrassingly, by the way, to these Miami Dolphins in the last game of the regular season, thus playing in the wild card round, and then lost embarrassingly to the Tennessee Titans. And the lasting image of Tom Brady in Boston what is if, throwing a pick six. What if TB12 threw the game? Chris Cobb joins us <laughs> for the ESPN roundtable right after this. <laughs> Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 